So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show with my dad, Enzo Getty. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Greetings. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. Dimly lit room, deep within the ball, bowels. I almost said balls. Deep within the balls. That would have been unfortunate. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, filled with people bereft of reason. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. Obsessing over North Korea. That's what everybody's doing. That show is exciting for a couple of days. What's next? Man, you I'm are patient. You are very, very relaxed. About the leader of the most powerful nation that's ever existed threatening nuclear disaster on someone. Nah. Doesn't bother you. He threatens a lot of stuff. You are you are unflapped. True. I'm good in a crisis. Cool, comfortable. Rex Tillerson told me to sleep well, so I did last night like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rex. Will do. I got one kid with a fever, a little vomity and that sort of thing. So up a lot <laughs> last night. Yeah. Little Vomity was my uh, rap name when I, <laughs> I would overeat. Then I would rap on stage and all the jumping around would jostle my stomach. And well, you could probably guess the rest. Little guy was uh, <laughs> sleeping next to the toilet. Oh. Yeah. Rough. Sorry to hear that. And then it'll spread through the house. Then I'll bring it here and give it to all y'all. Oh, boy. 
See, I'm more worried about that than nuclear holocaust. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what we're going to do today, among other things, is study the world! Study the world! Oh, right. Sorry, Marshall's not here. Study, study, <laughs> study the world! <laughs> <laughs> study the world. Yes, we miss Marshall. Yeah. He'll be back tomorrow, we think. Uh, he's having all his teeth pulled out and replaced with gold the teeth. That's right. The grills that uh, that the the kids are wearing these days. Usually the younger set, but he uh, he but, decided that's what he wanted. But actual gold. I mean, not like even gold plating. They're they're solid gold. That's his retirement plan. I told him he's going to keep it in his mouth. I told him real gold is soft. Like right. if you eat anything very hard, it's just mm. going to mash up your teeth. Well, and I told him people are going to you know be tempted to behead you, but he wouldn't listen. <laughs> he's very stubborn. <laughs> And uh, my favorite phrase uh, is the phrase that North Korea dropped on Trump yesterday, that he's bereft of reason. So let's talk to a whole bunch of people of, that are bereft of reason uh, and kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, and pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. You know, I do miss Marshall. He brings a lot to the show, and most of all, he brings coffee studies, which um, I never know whether it's safe. Or whether it's dangerous, so right. I haven't been able to drink my Folgers decaf for the last two days until I find out. You have to stay on your toes. Stay on my toes. So I'm waiting for Marshall yeah. to come back so what's I can. What's the latest science? What's the latest on coffee? Exactly. You know, my wife, who's a bit of a coffee snob, or at least uh, I always thought she was uh, since I met her, she's big on the Starbucks. She's the one who got me into Starbucks. <clears throat> Made me a uh, premium Prime Secret Club member or whatever we are. Join her. Anyway, she's super into uh, Folgers Instant. That's what she drinks at home really? all the time. Yeah, Folgers Instant. And I hadn't had any Folgers Instant. That's the first coffee I ever drank. In years. Brings me back. She makes it every day. Summer family camp. Saugatuck, Michigan. Up late. Me and my friend Billy decided we were going to try coffee as we played cards. I liked it. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, probably 11 or 12. <laughs> you decided you wanted to drink coffee while playing cards yeah. when you're 11. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Did you I hold still the, like it. Did you hold the coat with your pinky in the air? <laughs> yeah, right. So here's the exact quote I was from... probably dirty head to foot. Here's the quote from the North Koreans about uh, Trump. Sound dialogue is not possible with such a guy bereft of reason. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> so I like that phrase. Another person bereft of reason. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I don't know if you guys keep up on tabs with what Netflix is doing, but they have had quite the busy week. Uh, in this addition- is getting a lot of attention as people start to realize, oh, my God, I'm going to have to subscribe to like eight different things now to watch yeah. all my movies. Yeah. In addition to uh, reaching an agreement with David Letterman to do uh, his return to broadcast, if not uh, directly a TV station, they also signed uh, Miller World Comics, which have made a couple uh, medium successful movies. More importantly, they were essentially the authors of the the arcs that a lot of the Marvel movies are now using. So they are kind of a comic booky thing, and they are now making making things for Netflix. Uh, I did and, the Kingsman movie, right? Yeah, the... Kingsman and Kick Ass was the other right, movie Kick that Ass. they they did oh, in the theaters. A couple of winners, yeah. Um, uh, and now they just re- uh, announced yesterday they reach a deal with the Coen Brothers to make a, I believe it's a TV show direct to Netflix. Wow, it is, I it will is watch going that. to be called. Guaranteed. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I'm all in, um, uh, and yeah, it is a it is an, based in the frontier era. 
uh, kind of Western-style thing, just focusing on various characters with their usual kind of uh, this, beautiful storytelling. But not only, you know, uh, NBC, CBS, ABC uh, as networks, they, they gave up on getting the Cone Brothers to do a, a, a series for them a long time ago. Sure. But your A&Es and... You know, all the all the other channels on the cable, I could be thinking, what, what are we supposed to do now? If everybody's going to be on Netflix or the new Disney Channel or the whatever else. That's a tough situation. Yeah. It's, as you pointed out yesterday, this could well be the heyday of there are a couple of biggies that you have to have. Netflix, maybe you got the Hulu or something. I think That's it. Boom. But it's going to fragment. Disney thinks Netflix is making all that money. Why them? How about us? We I got, got movies. I think the heyday ended last week. Hmm. And uh, now we're off to uh, the new world. There is Vincent, also bereft of reason. How are you this morning, Vincent? Remember when I brought you the jam of the summer, summer jam, Bruno right. Mars's, uh, that's what I like. And, uh, and uh, by the way, that's summer spelled with an A, not sure. just E-R. No, oh, very clever. White people, English construct, you make us do. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I want to bring you the cutting room floor, the two runner-ups for jam of the summer, summer jam in mid-August. Uh, the first <laughs> one is... Calvin Harris featuring Frank Ocean. He's a gay man. Do with it what you will. But actually, this is actually my favorite song of the summer. Uh, it's called Slide. Two, three. Put the spotlight on her face. We gon' pipe up and turn up. We gon' light up and burn up. Mama too hot like a... He's got a very strange voice. Did he uh, lose his voice box to throat cancer? (laughs) I like the background thing. That's kind of funny. And then uh, the first runner-up is, this is uh, David Guetta, another DJ slash producer, featuring the Is he gay? No. (laughs) And if he were, do with that what you will. (laughs) Will do. (laughs) Featuring uh, Justin Bieber, this is to you, that's the number two and the letter U. No. No spaces in between them. To you. Really quick. Uh, now, I don't like the verses, but the chorus rages. Here's a little. Oh, when I'm that sorry, beat I, drops. I, I keep forgetting. Am I a 12-year-old girl? That does rage, Vince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When that beat uh, drops, it, it reminds me of uh, being up at the sound factory, taking ecstasy. You remember 1998, don't you, Joe? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll tell yeah. you, that's no, that's no Glenn Campbell. That's what that is. So Bieber's still a thing. Yeah, actually, he hasn't put out his own original music for two or three years, but he hops on all the hottest tracks, the hottest beats, and he's all over the charts right now. Mm-hmm. He's got like three or four songs. Uh, uh, Marshall Phillips is getting dental work done, or actually he had it done yesterday, and he's still out. He's uh, doing a lot of painkillers and wine, so, man, he is just out there. Oh, yeah, so he's uh, already unleashed some tweets that make the presidents look tame, so please ignore them. Picture, please delete them. Picture Brando in Apocalypse Now. That's what Marshall Phillips looks like. <laughs> right, he's there with rubbing water on his bald head, sweating. Right. <laughs> right. We Very should, similar. We Some should sort have of lurking, den. Exactly. <laughs> lurking in the dark shadows. We should have him do the news from his bed, drunk, just give him a newspaper. Yeah. Then he decapitates a calf for some reason. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, August 10th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, very important in the shadow of the threat of war with North Korea that we're all very disciplined. So let's begin at Mark. 
Now, threatening nuclear war seems a little seat of the giant pants. Um, that's because it was. Apparently, Trump improvised fire and fury because the paper he had in front of him was an opioid fact sheet. Look, I get it. I've done improv. It can be tough, you know. Here's what he should have done. He should have started with getting a suggestion from the audience. Can I have a geographical location and a way the world will end, okay? <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah, everybody, all the reporting, uh, everybody's got a source saying it was uh, that was an improvisation, and the State Department and military are like, bird, okay. I guess that's what we're doing. Fire and fury. Now they know. I'm fully with the president on this one. Mm. I don't see how you can make an argument for not uh, talking this out with your uh, your state and your defense people. Well, they took it out. They talked about it at length. According to that nice Huckabee woman, they, uh, the, 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 the tone, they knew it would be a strong tone. Mm. They knew the president would be forceful. Oh. That's the particular verbiage. That stuff's overrated. Look, you jump ugly with us, we're going to wipe you off the face of the earth. Now, excuse me, I've got to go take care of the opioid problem. Right. That's what he did. He was decisive. I liked it. It was manly. How does male bag look? Unlike that 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 woman we had for eight years before. Wow. That That's was, you heard me. That was misogyny. That, that was really unfortunate, and I'd like to retract it immediately, like one of Marshall's drunked-up texts. <laughs> God, he he was hitting me with some booty texts last night that weren't graphic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, really unfortunate. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Thank you. We'll uh, get to it in moments. Um, It's not easy to do this show, and you're bereft of reason. Mm. But uh, we'll get into all of it coming up. You know, honestly, I feel like that frees me up. We're going to talk to Ian Bremmer later in the program. He's great on this sort of stuff and real smart. And then this question is going to be answered, or at least we're going to discuss it. You got 7 million unemployed and 6.2 million unfilled jobs. Why can't that be put together and solve a problem? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That story where the Cubans tried to deafen some of our diplomats. Did you see that? Oh my God! Bizarre. Trump. It's, it's terrifying. They tried to make a couple of our diplomats deaf with a weird sound. Yeah, they were they were like piping in, uh, blasting an inaudible sound, but that was damaging their hearing. Slowly but surely, turning them deaf caused them permanent damage. To to what end, though? I, torturing our people. By deafening them for their lives. This is, my God, we accomplish- ought to drop a little fire and fury on that freaking communist Castro. But to accomplish what? I don't know. That's just, it's just cruelty. Trying to make our diplomats anguished? Weird. I, uh, yeah, I tell you what. They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power. Right! Right! Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? That's what the Cubans do. <laughs> It's exactly what the Cubans did to us. The old FF and P, that's what we need to send the Cubans, huh? How about one of those Moabs on Havana? Yes. Mailbag. Drop it on the old uh, El Presidente Castle. 
or palace or building or dorm or whatever they sleep in over there, damn communists. So uh, here's a nice note from Carly with an I. Uh, it's rather lengthy, but she describes how as a little child she would listen to the show. And she is now going off to college. I know you think you've listened like her whole life. Those of you who say that to me when I run into you, I know you you think that makes me happy. It doesn't really. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're listening, but. Then she uh, mentions how the uh, podcast commercials are unbearable, repetitive, boring, and. And uh, you know what? I wasn't even going to read that part because it <laughs> makes me why. so mad. I don't know why you... Because it's so badly mishandled. And then we say, let us handle it. And they say, no, no, no. Okay. Are you are you bereft of reason? This is Moving all, along. We're on the air, you realize. Moving along. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Hey, guys, uh, writes Tom. Y'all sure do a lot of stories about things that are happening on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You're aware that less than a third of Americans are on those two sites, right? Well, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I did a little, I did a little, uh, little uh, research there, and seventy-nine uh, percent of online adults, sixty-eight percent of all Americans are on the Facebook. So, Tom, less than one third—that'd be about thirty percent. Instead, it's seventy percent. So, two and a half times as many as you declared with great confidence were on Facebook. And then I he would... suggests doing an Armstrong and Getty poll. If we had a poll, we'd beat you with it. And I'll bet it's even higher than the national average for our audience. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I would say so. Uh, but actually, he does suggest we do some sort of poll about interests and activities and that sort of thing. I would love to do that. Tom. Sure. I'd love to do that. It just it, we don't really have the budget for it. Well, um, if you want to do actual research where you learn something, I mean, you can do a poll online, but those are completely worthless, even though Marshall puts them in his news on a regular basis. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, Marshall, I'm not trying to beat you up when you're gone, but the, everybody, everybody in the news repeats those polls. Those are m- probably worse than worthless because they can easily lead people to think for the rest of their lives something that is the opposite of true. They are worth less than what comes off of the south end of a north going horse. It's crap. It's crap. It's crap. <laughs> and then he signs off KLZSP. Keep lining Zuckerberg's silk pockets. <laughs> Always good to hear from you, Tom. Uh, but I did find that that poll interesting. If if it, it, it's men, uh, women, I'm, I'm sorry. Which are the ones with the the ovaries? Women. Eighty three percent of online women are on the Facebook. Unbelievable. Hmm. Moving along. Uh, Armstrong and Getty, the greatest show on earth, Bob writes. The Elvis Kardashian segment of the 8 o'clock hour is the definitive reason why the Armstrong and Getty show could quite possibly be the greatest show on earth. I'm assuming the copyright has expired along with the Ringling Brothers Circus. Um, Then he he describes uh, not only the seemingly effortless back and forth between the hosts, whipsawing between Elvis and David Schwimmer turned Robert Kardashian impersonations, but Michael's deft interspersing of everyone's fan-favorite Elvis dialogue. That was uh, Vince, you were, were you doing that too? Uh, yeah. And even Vince's backup singing, or what the Make the A&G Show, the only thing we're listening to. And let's not forget, Sean's complete and utter silence for the whole segment. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh. <laughs> yes, wow. That's wow. Bob in wow. San Jose. I'll tell you what's troubling about that to me, <clears throat> is that was just a uh, just popped into my head in the midst of doing something else. Right. So, uh, you know, you can't count on that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, don't it's get just, used to it. It was something I read the other day. And uh, 
popped well, it back into my head. Right. So. Well, right. We, 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 regu- we regularly, when we uh, when we meet the management or crowds or whatever, people talk about what sort of planning you do for the show. And too, I, too much, I think, I, sometimes. I generally say, we, uh, we, we uh, Sean and Vince type out a script, and we show up at 4.30, and we read through it. We do a read-through, and exactly. then, uh, we begin reading we mark the script. It up. We're yeah. reading the script right now. Yeah. Well, we ad-lib like Trump's fire and fury. Statement. We did, we did hear from that's a, a written line. Vince Vince's line is we ad-lib <laughs> this right here that I'm saying right now. We wrote this a couple hours ago. That's oh yeah, right. this sounds like this is spur of the moment and just brought up by that email. But this is all written out ahead of time. We heard from a TV guy who got into radio who was uh, quite astounded to find out that everything is just ad-libbed <laughs> as opposed to uh, on a screen to read. <laughs> Sorry, pretty boy, harder than it looks. Well, the radio Use sarcastic it. tone, it says on my script. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we must move along. The radio shows that do read everything are boring. Well, right. We must move along. Jared disagrees. The funniest segment in history was indeed the... Uh, I'm nearly falling over in laughter listening to the dinosaur slash airbag bit, which I barely remember. I've listened every day for 15 years and even six years in Hong Kong. But I can't remember laughing so hard. That was uh, when we uh, filled in one of Marshall's news segments with a whole bunch of little stories. One of them about the biggest dinosaur. The other one about the l- girl who had her feet up on the dash when the airbag went off. Oh, terrible And that will result. mangle your legs into tiny little pieces. So well, you don't want to do that. Her, her knees smashed up her eye sockets and yeah. her nose. So, and, and then her legs snapped. So she was looking up at the bottom of her foot, which is, that's one of the, you know, like you wake up in a hotel room and you can't remember where you are. That's got to be one of those moments. Hey, wait a minute. I'm sure I've been looking at the top of my foot all these years. Have you ever, have you ever woken up in a dark hotel room? You know, you've got the blinds pulled or whatever, and you don't know you're in the hotel room until you like get some light going. And, ah! I'm not at home. No, no, I haven't. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I, I didn't announce. I should have that. Um. The theme of mailbag today is things Jack gets wrong, mm. uh, and we hardly have time. We're going to have to rush got, through. We got a bunch of texts yesterday about how stupid I am. Oh, boy. I don't know if stupid is the word. <laughs> All right, here we go. Dear Jack, we are sorry to hear of the many hardships you might face in your quest to see the eclipse. Mm. The planning, the expense, the travel, the possibility of encountering cloudy skies on the day of the event. It's almost too much for one man to endure. So we wish you the best, and you will be in our thoughts and prayers. Signed, Syrian refugees. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, Jack, be sure to do your research on eclipse glasses, writes Ben in Davis. There are many companies selling glasses that will wind up blinding you and Henry. Jeez, that would suck. Um, let's you see. You buy the gla- Eclipse glasses, then they actually intensify the rays. Or they're, ah, I'm they're blind! Just, How are we going to get home? They're just sunglasses <laughs> that somebody right. slapped Eclipse glasses on so they could, you know, charge four times the normal price. I was just going to end up blinded. I was just going to buy some sort of roadside cardboard uh, glasses from somebody on the way to the Eclipse. Oh, I figured good. they'd be fine. Uh, but he says he actually has a couple pair uh, if you want them, and he'll send them to you. Awesome. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll put you in touch with uh, their bender. Uh, Let's see. I was uh, talking to my boy about that yesterday, the eclipse glasses. He had not ever heard of that phenomenon. We're getting all amped up for the trip. Yes. When I experienced an eclipse in elementary school, we did a thing where we you couldn't look at it. They couldn't supply glasses for the entire class. So you did a weird thing where you cut out a hole in a paper. Right. And then you would sh- like turn your back to the eclipse. And as oh, the, yeah. the shadow. Right. Which, which even as a kid, I thought, why don't I just watch it on TV if I'm going to look at it through this into oh, the paper? No, it's a great experiment. It's uh, astronomy for juniors. Yeah, and really the shadow on your, your construction paper changes as the eclipse happens. Yeah. It's just amazing. 
Uh, all right, here's one more note. I want to get through these if I can. Uh, Brian writes, does Jack have three personalities? Okay, so Jack just said I'm from Wisconsin. Yet also claimed to be from Kansas and also from one of the Dakotas. I claim. I don't remember which one, but given this inability to nail down a point of origin, I wouldn't be surprised if he claimed to be from both. I claim six home states, I believe. <laughs> right. You're like Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he have multiple personalities and truly believe that he hails from each of these locales? Or is he just a habitual false teller? There's a lot false teller. Long ago, given up on trying to keep his lies straight. He is militantly anti-soup, which often points toward neurological disorders. and may account for this, but I'm unsure he may just be a flat-out liar. Mm. Yeah. Well, then he brings up the truck eating. Bit of a sore point. Born in the state, you can call that your home, your home state, obviously. And then in a while. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Grade school in a state. You could call that your home state, I would think. You, you, you might. grew up there. Sure. Yeah, I grew up there. Mm-hmm. High school and college in a state. That, that's the state that I feel like my home state. You from there, exactly. so you're from. And now I live in a different state that I've been in for 20 years. Right. I just love Indiana. There you go. So you're in good I'm company, I'm like Hillary Jack. Clinton. Your kindred spirit there, Hillary Clinton. Who would you root for if it was the Cubs against the Yankees? Well... Her inability to answer that question is why she's not president of the United States. Really, a, a lot of it is summed up right there. Uh, Jam and the Elvis. Why? Oh, that's right. We were talking about the Kardashians. So Marshall's uh, illin, and uh, we'll fill you in on what's going on in the world. Do our best. Oh, sorry. That comes in later. Sorry. Go on. You're saying something. We'll get caught up on what's going on in the world. There are some tweets since yesterday from the president. Are there not, Vincent? Uh, yeah, there's a couple. That we should catch up on that are kind of interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, Marshall is uh, out dental uh, work, and he'll be back tomorrow. We hope right now he's on wine and painkillers. I'm I'm certain just having a rage at his rave, rage, rage, some a party at his house. Got like half a dozen ex girlfriends coming by to nurse him back to health. Uh, <laughs> I would like to hear a little bit. The, the, the president has been uh, tweeting. I understand. Do we do we did we decide we like the news music or not? <laughs> For, for, our, for our purposes. I, think I it's love just, it. It's a habit. I mean, it's just, it's comfortable. Gives me a sense of motion. Let's not have it, and when Marshall comes back, just don't have any music and not tell him. No, uh, can't, can't make changes like that. Are you bereft of reason? Oh, I want to get to that. What, do, what has the president tweeted most recently? I tweeted... Turn off the stupid music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the sense of motion. I get motion sickness. He tweeted a video of Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA with a bunch of uh, montage of pictures of him at the White House. Uh, and he tweeted... <laughs> That's some good stuff. <laughs> I can't wait till the commercials so I can watch that. Uh, two tweets attacking uh, Mitch McConnell. Here's one. Uh, quote, Senator Mitch McConnell said I had excessive expectations, but I don't think so. After seven years of hearing repeal and replace, why not done? I'm definitely with the president on this one, because Mitch McConnell said yesterday, I think the, uh, the president, with uh, not a lot of experience in Washington, D.C., had, had unrealistic expectations about how fast you can get things done. F you, F all of you who stood on a stage and got the crowd cheering by saying the first thing I'm going to do is repeal every word of Obamacare. Like 500 of you did that. 
500 times each. 500 times each? Yeah. And then you freaking don't do anything. Trump's right on this. <clears throat> no, you had wrong expectations. Our expectations were what you told us you were going to do, you lying sacks of excrement. Wow, that's a little harsh. I'm going to ask you to settle down. That is unbelievable. Well, oh, no, you can't expect us to actually do this in a, in a matter of six months. You claimed you were going to do it immediately, over and over and over again right. for seven years. So it's not on us that, it's, that you can't get it done. I, I also think the, uh, the president has unrealistic expectations at times and did virtually nothing to sell the plan. He got in the way of it. Oh, he was an true. impediment to getting some sort of plan uh, passed. He did a terrible oh, job no, no, leading no, no, the fight. No, no, but that's a different question. That's right. a different question. Well, McConnell- yeah, so, so I, I, I uh, share your enthusiasm for your indictment of McConnell, and that was a really good McConnell, by the way. Um, uh, but Trump uh, shares blame. I heard uh, one pundit say, and I absolutely agree Pundit uh, McConnell's saying Trump hasn't been in Washington D.C. very long. McConnell's been in Washington D.C. too long. Ah. He's 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 stuck in that mode of bureaucracy where nothing getting done is perfectly all right. Going through the motions is what he does for a living. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, and you think that's just grand? Okay. What else you got? Uh, he also retweeted a poll. Yes, this I wanted. <laughs> Question: Who is a better president of the United States? Hashtag Obama Day, and it's it's him versus Obama. He's leading sixty one percent to thirty nine percent. Now, yes. where, where did he come up with that poll? It's pro, uh, at Progress Polls. Okay, the, I don't know what that is, but uh, so it's some online poll. I just yeah, I Probably. just I just think when you got a whole bunch of legitimate polls out there that say you're you're doing not that well at this point. You know, I'm not I'm not bashing the president to to pick some poll that I'm thinking is not too scientific. Yeah, what, figure out what that poll is, Sean, would you? Uh, <clears throat> but more specifically, his retweet of a Fox comment about his North Korea thing. Do you have that tweet for us? Or uh, I can from do it if you Jesse don't. Waters? Waters World. Yeah, I think that's the one. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is from Jesse Waters. POTUS being unpredictable is a big asset. North Korea knew exactly what President Obama was going to do. Now, how do you feel about that? If, you're, if, if, if your act is indeed... I'm going to they're going to the madman theory. They're not going to know, you know, if I'm crazy, just crazy enough to do it. Can you then talk about the fact that my ploy is I'm going to pretend to be crazy enough to do it? I wouldn't suggest that. It seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm just acting crazy. So he's afraid. I'll swear to God, I'll come kill you. (laughs) No, wait, 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 wait. No, I heard you telling that guy that you're going to act crazy. Now I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, are there more tweets? Because speaking of crazy regimes, I happen to be uh, in the lunchroom getting a little freshen up on my coffee. I've been drinking it since I was 11 years old. Have I ever told you that story? So, um, and they're playing cards, right? They're replaying a chunk of a, a documentary about North Korea that came out in, I believe, 2011, just as Fathead was taking power. And the notable thing about it was they were showing uh, Fathead Sr.'s uh, funeral procession. Uh, everybody's in black and goose stepping and the rest of it. But they were they had a camera that was going along the crowd during the procession. And the procession was, I think they said, 18 miles long or something like it, 28 miles long. And the crowd was 40 deep. And every single air-sucking human in that crowd was wailing and screaming and tearing at their hair in grief. I mean, like, with wild enthusiasm. 
And not like, you know, American news where uh, pro-immigration protesters were demonstrating at the Capitol and the news camera gets in real tight. And if you're there, you realize it's 11 people. No, this was throngs of people all fighting each other to act the most grief-stricken. Because they know what will happen to them if they look like, eh, I don't know, it's too bad and all, but who cares? Because you'll end up in a, a torture camp. So, nice regime. What a crazy lifestyle. Oh, it's weird to watch it. I mean, it was disturbing to watch it. Just It just went on and on and on and on and on. And there's a story that was in the New York Times the other day that uh, the older crowd believes it to a certain extent. The younger crowd that doesn't. That there are some sort of godheads. Yeah. yeah. The, younger, the younger people do not buy it at all and are completely just going through the motions, you know, out of uh, saving yourself. Is that the dissidents probably and then uh, escapees are, are, are spreading that word, I guess? I think they're just more plugged into, you know, you know the, the information is getting to them somehow right uh one more thing on north korea when we come back the exact verbiage of what north korea said yesterday is kind of entertaining okay in their blast of the, of the president play, play the lady although well, although they 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 threatened to attack guam in four weeks or drop missiles within 20 miles of it in four weeks are we taking that seriously are we gonna let them do that Yeah, what she said there will shock you. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So what that dude said on official North Korean state media yesterday was, the U.S. president at Golf Links again let out a load of nonsense about fire and fury, failing to grasp the ongoing grave situation. Here's the part I like. This is extremely getting on the nerves of the infuriated Hwasong artilleryman of the KSA. Yes. I'm going to say that more often. You're extremely getting on the nerves. <laughs> Sound dialogue is not possible with such a guy bereft of reason. Yes. And only absolute force can work with him. And then they uh, threatened that they are they are going to launch four rockets over Japan to 18 miles off Guam in mid-August, which is next week or a week after that and uh they do that boy i don't know how, i don't how can how do how do our uh, satellites or whatever figure out if a missile's headed toward one of our military bases that it's going to land 18 miles short of it uh, I, i'm not sure how that would work i would I, on the wall. I, that would be very bad yeah so i hope that that would be very provocative I, as in it would provoke something yeah i hope they don't follow through on that yeah well I do enjoy that statement, though. That was very good. We need to read that again later You're on. You're extremely this. getting on nerves. Well, clearly. So, uh, listen, speaking of the president, North Korea, et cetera, uh, have you heard this? Have you seen this? This is Donald Trump talking to the late, great Tim Russert back in 1999. You say that you, as president, would be willing to launch a preemptive strike against North Korea's nuclear capability. First, I'd negotiate. I would negotiate like crazy, and I'd make sure that we tried to get the best deal possible. Look, Tim, 
If a man walks up to you in a street in Washington, because this doesn't happen, of course, in New York, but if a man walks up and puts a gun to your head and says, give me your money, wouldn't you rather know where he's coming from before he had the gun in his hand? And these people, in three or four years, are going to be having nuclear weapons. They're going to have those weapons pointed all over the world and specifically at the United States. And wouldn't you be better off solving this really potentially unbelievable, and the biggest problem, I mean, we can talk about the economy, we can talk about social security. The biggest problem this world has is nuclear proliferation. And we have a country out there in North Korea, which is sort of wacko, which is not a, dumb, not a bunch of dummies, and they are going out and they are developing nuclear weapons. And they're not doing it because they're having fun doing it, they're doing it for a reason. And wouldn't it be good to sit down and really negotiate something, and ideally negotiate? Now, if that negotiation doesn't work, you better solve the problem now than solve it later, Tim. That's 1999. Yeah. He sounds completely different. Yes, and and you get a 1992 interview with Donald Trump, and you think this guy has to be president. I guarantee I fast-forwarded through that, even though I watched Meet the Press every Sunday, because I'd have thought, why in the hell is Tim Russert interviewing Donald Trump as if he's ever going to be anything of any power? Well, I guarantee you I thought that. uh, Putting aside your ignorant prejudice for a moment, the whole do it before he's got the loaded gun, punch him before he's got a loaded gun, and now they get a loaded gun, or so it would seem, or 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 they've got a bullet and a gun, and they're reaching for the you know the chamber. What do you do? You want a semi-automatic or a revolver? I was I got stuck there. Clippers. <laughs> so coming up, uh, do you hate your job, or do you ever at least everybody does this right? Daydream about a different career path. Everybody does that. Even if you like your job, you got to wonder about what it would have been like to be this or that. Of course, yeah. But if you uh, didn't, I'd think there was something wrong with you. But there's some new information out from the Labor Department, statistics about jobs on what the opposite of your job is that's really interesting. The opposite of my job? Yeah, based on a bunch of criteria that are huh. pretty funny. <laughs> wow. It's pretty oh, entertaining interesting. and interesting. So. Will that much to annoy me? What, 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 what is that phrase? That was so great. Yeah. Very very grateful. Gra- here, let me bring it up on my phone. Uh, very greatly to enrage you. Uh, this is extremely getting on the nerves. <laughs> yes. Of the infuriated Hwasong artillerymen. Yes, they're infuriated. It's hard to have any dialogue with someone so bereft of reason. Right. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's annoying. Uh, who knew the Labor Department kept these sorts of statistics on all our jobs? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.